This is Mike Bartolomeo, pastor of Church for the Harvest in Alexandria, Minnesota. The Bible is the Word of God. Within its pages are revealed God's perfect will and plan for mankind, the answers to life's hardest questions, and instructions on how to live a victorious Christian life. I believe the following message can change your life if you will let it. Join us now as we share the Word of God today. Amen. Praise God. Well, how are we doing, church? Good? Good. Uh, we have Pastor Mitch here, and our time's running away a little bit here, so I want to give him... I have all this information of the accolades of his accomplishments, and some, most of you know Mitch, but uh, pastors the English Congregation Overcomers Church in Colombo and Sri Lanka and, uh, for many years, and, and uh, his life has been greatly impacted. I label Mitch one in a million. And what I mean by that, he's, he's a guy that God has saved, anointed, and he, he, when he got saved, he did something. He went out and made a difference. And I'm just going to let him tell the stories and, and just give an update on Sri Lanka. We're honored to have him here. And so let's give it up for a big welcome to uh, Pastor Mitch. Good morning, everybody. Right. Okay. Um, thank you, Pastor uh, Mike and uh, Pastor Rhonda. The investment in Sri Lanka is uh, 16 years ago. I met uh, Pastor Mike and Rhonda uh, in a city called Kandy, uh, my um, hometown, uh, at a youth camp called History Maker. 16 years ago. And uh, the seed sown on the 17th August 2000. And three, that is the date that I decided I'm going to do something great for God. Uh, September the 2nd, I came to full-time ministry. So it's been 16 years. That is the camp that make a difference in my life to do what I'm doing today uh, together with my wife, Kayla. So I am uh, so great, uh, grateful, thankful for what they have done and what this church has done in a little island called Sri Lanka. Uh, I got a short video clip, uh, and then I will give an update. Sri Lanka, a nation south of India, has a population of 21 million people. Buddhism being the predominant religion in the island, there is only 1% evangelical Christians. The nation was torn apart with a 30-year-old civil war that killed over 100,000 young people. History Maker Generation, led by pastors Dinesh and Kayla Mitchell, works with a vision of uniting and empowering youth leaders from across the island to see transformation and revival in a nation haunted with hope. In our journey, we have seen over 10,000 young people trained and equipped, 431 people baptized with the Holy Spirit. 124 young people commit their life for full-time ministry and 
over 264 people received Jesus Christ into their heart. This is an invitation for your partnership to change a nation. Your seed can make his story come alive in a nation that has never seen revival. Yes, that's a small glimpse of uh, what we are doing uh, with the young people, especially there is a movement. Uh, last year, we had about 100 churches, youth leaders from 100 churches gather. In a couple of weeks, we'll be having again about 125 churches come together with their youth leaders as we equip our nation for revival and transformation. A prophetic word that uh, Pastor Mike has always been saying is the minority will be the majority. Okay, so we believe that the minority will have maximum impact in a nation that has never seen revival. And I want to commend you that this church has been a part of that story that God is about to unleash in a nation of Sri Lanka. Amen. So I want you to give a round of applause and honor pastors Mike and Rhonda and uh, thank them for their tremendous um, support and the things that he, they have been doing and uh, may, we have had many teams uh, here, here they are <laughs> and many others who have come many times over and over again I think 11 or 12 times and again in September we are going to see seeing them we are believing to see, see them again in September uh, in Sri Lanka uh, but God uh, is waiting for people to say yes uh, and I heard uh, the call on the 17th of August, 2003, as, they, as uh, Pastor Mike and Pastor Steve and all of them came and uh, extended that call and said, will you say yes? And I said yes. And that journey has led me to see all of these things that God is doing in my nation and beyond. So I want to encourage you, when God says and asks you a question, always says yes. He challenges you, say yes, because great things await you. Amen. Amen. So this morning, uh, is it, uh, that's the kind of update I have. Do you want me to say it? <laughs> okay. Uh, because I believe I have something to encourage you with and I really want to take time. But before that, I found this joke and I just want to put that before you. A doctor asked, your liver, the doctor told a patient, your liver is enlarged. The patient said, does that mean it has more space for whiskey? <laughs> it is called positive thinking. <laughs> A lady to the dietitian, what I am worried about is my height, not my weight. The doctor said, how come? According to my weight, my height should be 7.8 feet. <laughs> now that is called positive attitude. A man wrote to the bank, my check has returned with the remark, insufficient funds. I wanted to know whether it refers to mine or the bank. <laughs> this is self-confidence, you know, at its peak. This one is classic. And even if you get it or not, just laugh, okay? <laughs> a cockroach's last words to a man who wanted to kill it. Go ahead and kill me, you coward. You are just jealous because I can scare your wife and you cannot. <laughs> okay. Uh, 
<laughs> I hope you're doing good. I have one photo. My greetings uh, from my wife, uh, my daughter, and we got a four-month-year-old son. Uh, it'll come up. Uh, his name is Asher. Uh, my daughter's name is uh, Rema and uh, Kayla. It'll, the photo will come sometime, uh, and you can look at. Uh, and uh, she. Oh, there it is. There. Uh, that is the first mission trip. We took two weeks ago. We went up to the hills about uh, six and a half hours uh, to minister at a church. So that was their first mission trip. Uh, actually, Asher's first mission trip that he took uh, right up there. Uh, she sends her love and greetings. Uh, she wishes that she could be here, but maybe next year. <laughs> All right. Uh, this morning, I want to talk to you from Matthew 16, 18. Matthew 16, 18. If you have your Bibles, Matthew 16 and verse 18. Matthew 16 and verse 18. As we go there, Matthew 16, 18 says, And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not prevail. Okay? Peter, on this rock, I will build my what? Okay, three people got it. I will build my church. That word there in Greek is ekklesia. Can we all say that word together? Ekklesia. Ekklesia. Let's say it again. Ekklesia. Okay. Ekklesia. Church. It is not the building... Who's the church? People, it's very easy, people. I am the church. It's a cop out right there. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your presence here. We thank you, Lord, that you will open our eyes, open our ears, open our hearts. In the name of Jesus. Father, I pray for somebody who has tendonitis will be healed this morning in Jesus' mighty name. Somebody who has an issue with the L4, L5 discs or down the spine line that you will be healed in the name of Jesus. We declare right now the healing power of God is penetrating. Father, I pray for a marriage that is having great uh, problems that they are facing and it's on the verge of a split. But Father, we pray for your intervention this morning because you are hearing the cry and you are hearing Lord, the prayers that have been prayed for the protection of that marriage right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray for kneecaps that have had issues and we pray in the name of Jesus, healing to come. And we pray right now in the name of Jesus, womb issues, be healed in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, God, that you are releasing now your presence over your people in Jesus' name. And everybody said... Amen. Okay, I got about 20 minutes right here. Ecclesia. We are the Ecclesia. Everybody say Ecclesia. Okay, we are going to have some interaction here. Uh, ecclesia means that Greek word Ecclesia. Ecclesia was planted in a community to solve an issue that a community would face. So Ecclesia is a word that was taken... That was, that's something that everybody understood. That when they said Ecclesia, oh, it is the council that addresses the issues in a community. So we are that body of Christ in the community that we have been placed 
to bring the solution to the places that we are placed in. Thank you for your enthusiasm. <laughs> okay. We are the solution. So you are ecclesia. Say, I'm ecclesia. So who's our head? Okay, about three people know that we are, uh, Jesus is the head. Okay, right. We are, we are getting better at it. Who's our head? Jesus. Jesus. We are getting better. We are connected to Jesus. We are the body of Christ. Who's inside of us? Holy Spirit. Great, we are doing good. So we are, once again, we are? Ecclesia. Who's our head? Who's inside of us? All right, for some people, they're wondering, man, I don't feel like, Holy Spirit is living inside of this guy. <laughs> like, oh my, Holy Spirit, oh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but what I'm here to tell you, you got to understand this, that 114 times this word is mentioned in the New Testament and it's referred to the church. Now, when uh, it was mentioned uh, in the scripture, Matthew 16, 18, Peter, you are the rock and upon this, I will build the church. It was, he was not talking about the rock being Peter. He was talking about the revelation Peter had. Because Peter said, you are Christ, the son of the living God. Okay, and Jesus says, upon this rock, which means upon this revelation, I will build the church and the gates of hell will not prevail. So when the church has a revelation... And when you live by that revelation, gates of hell can't prevail you. We are getting there. Yeah. Gates of hell can't prevail your home. Gates of hell can't prevail your community. Gates of hell can't prevail America. But the church has to have the revelation who they are. Church has a revelation. One and a half year of ours here is not church. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. <laughs> this building is not the church. Who is the church? I, I, I. Because when you say we, you can... We. So everybody was waiting for somebody and ultimately nobody. Because we are always talking about we. He, us, no, me. Everybody say me. We are who? We are the church. We are the ecla. We are the ecclesia. Who's our head? Who's inside of us? Right, now think about this. When you understand who you are and what you carry, every place that you go to, you bring change. You bring a difference. But if you don't know who you are, you are thinking that Sunday, one and a half hours is church? I'll tell you, that is the problem we are facing with the church. Because church is not built on revelation, so gates of hell has come and prevailed. And you're wondering, oh, 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 let me go and protest and let me, you know, stand and do some marching here and do something. No! When you know the authority that you carry as ecclesia, when you know who you are connected to, when you know who you carry. Amen. Come on, ladies and gentlemen. Say amen right there. 
Okay, my daughter is six years old. You can see there, Rema. Okay, wherever Jesus went, I'll have a question for you. I have a question. Wherever Jesus went, he faced all kinds of problems. Did the problem change or did Jesus change? Wow, a revelation. That's a revelation. Now we are connected to Jesus. Oh, let's, let's, let's put this story together right here, okay? Now we are connected to Jesus. We have the same power that resurrected Christ from the dead living in... But the problem is we don't walk in that... Is that okay to come down here? Is, is that I, I don't know, I'm just saying. <laughs> okay, and, and uh, we kind of get some eye contact here, you know, uh, some fire. You know what I mean? You know, when you know who you are, when you know who you are connected to, when you know what you carry, when you go to a workplace and when you don't have the qualification, you go so, I mean, oh, whatever the pay, I'll take it. Whatever you give me, I'll take it. When you don't have the qualification, but when you have the qualification, when you have the experience, you walk in there like, and they say 4,000, no, 6,000. Uh, why, why, why is that demand? Why is that demand? Because you got the stuff. Because I'm here to tell you a little brown guy from Sri Lanka. Woo! I feel the anointing. <laughs> okay? I come to tell you that America, church, you got the stuff. You got what it takes. So we don't have to hold something and say something, but we got to operate in what we are called to be. Woo! Hallelujah. I got 15 minutes more. Uh, so, so I've been doing a study. There is about 12 different things that Ecclesia can have access to. And I want to talk to you about two things that Ecclesia has access to. See, you got to know the stuff you got. And you need to know that you got good stuff. Tell your neighbor you got good stuff. Woo, you got good stuff, baby. <laughs> High five your neighbor and say you got good stuff. Come on. High five your neighbor and say good stuff. Who are you? You are? Ecclesia. Everybody say Ecclesia. Who are you connected to? Who's inside of you? Woo! My daughter is six years old. Few weeks ago she went to class and she had to do some uh, spelling test. Every Monday Kayla coaches uh, Rema so that she can do the test, spelling test, okay. I mean, very well, actually. But one week, there was so much going on, we missed it. So she went for class, she had not done, studied six letter words, like bedroom, she's only six years old. You have to spell and they have never heard it, but you got to spell it. If you are not ready, you can't do it. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? <laughs> so she goes there and she comes home and says mama you didn't you didn't teach me the spellings like oh Rima, what did you do well i was sitting there and i heard a voice said seriously yeah i heard a voice then i asked are you jesus and the voice said no i am the holy spirit And Holy Spirit began to spell words 
one letter by one letter. Wait, wait, best part is coming now, okay? Then she says, then she says, then she says, don't say it loud, my friends will hear. Yeah, I'm here to tell you this. A six-year-old girl knows who she is. When she faced with the situation, she knows that she is connected to Jesus. She carries the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Now, I am here to tell you this morning, church, hallelujah, that you have the same power. I got the power. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> that guy said it. I think he's dead and gone, but you got the real stuff. He was singing about it. He didn't even know that he doesn't have any power. But I'm here to tell you that you got the power. Come on. Woo. Because you got the power, the first thing, I don't know whether I can finish this even. But anyway, but I'm here to tell you the first thing that you can do as Ecclesia, who are you? You are Ecclesia, who are you connected to? Who's inside of you? Okay, if Rema knows it, you know it. Every time you face with the situation, you remember Rema. Oh, if the six-year-old brown little girl from yeah. Sri Lanka, man, I can do it. Yeah. Woo, you got to stir yourself, you know what I mean? So the first thing that the ecclesia can do is that you can close the gates of hell. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. How many of you believe that, man, gates of hell has come and it's trying to tear apart families. It's trying to tear apart communities. It is trying to tear apart people, children, and even this nation. So who's got the power? This is not, this, this is not going live, right? Not live. Okay, I'm just saying. Um, you got to know that it is not the president who holds the keys. Thank you for your enthusiasm. <laughs> you hold the keys to see the nation advance in the things of God. Hallelujah. Okay, so you need to know that you have the keys. 1 John 4, 4 says that he that is in you is greater than who is in the world. About three people knew about it. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. We'll do a Bible study after this. Uh, <laughs> but I'm here to tell you that you don't even know that the greater one is inside of you. Okay? You hold the keys. That's why it says that the gates of hell will not prevail. When you, when you are a church with revelation, which means not the four walls or harvest Alexandria, but I am talking about you as a person having a revelation of who you are, what you carry, gates of hell cannot prevail. Your life, your family, your school, your job, your working environment. What is gates of hell? Gates of hell is anything unrighteous, anything that brings unhappiness, anything that brings chaos. It's a gate of hell. I have a friend in Cuba. He started his first church when he was 13 years old. 
By 30, he had planted 33 churches. Now he's 34, he has 110 churches in his network. Just 110, you know. So one day uh, in Cuba, Havana, uh, every weekend, 20 people die because of murder. There was a number, I think it was 20. And uh, the Lord spoke to him and said, you can stop this. He's like, what, what do you mean you can stop this? He said, you have the keys. Like, serious? Yeah. The next weekend, you get, a, get together a few people and begin to declare that the door for bloodshed and murder is closed in this city. Three days, few people got together. They started praying about one hour that day, one, one day, one hour. They started praying. Three days they prayed. Monday, news report carries. History is being made. After 50 years, no murder in a weekend. Thank you for your wowness. <laughs> but I am here to tell you, if this guy from Cuba can stop something in that nation, in that city, you got the keys to stop so many things in this nation, in your family, in your workplace, in your marriage, in your finances, with your health, with this church, whatever it is, you have the power. Tell your neighbor, high five your neighbor and say, you got the power. Oh, who are you? My question is, who are you? Okay, a few people remembered it. Who are you? <laughs> I'm going to be, let it be like an anthem. When you're walking out, I'm, I'm Ecclesia, I'm Ecclesia, I'm Ecclesia, I'm Ecclesia, I'm Ecclesia. <laughs> who are you connected to? Who's inside of you? Man, you got to have it inside of you so much, so deep, that anything that you face, it is not your sweet face. Wow. I can write a song, I think, maybe. <laughs> it is the face of Jesus. That when you meet with something, the situation needs to know that they are meeting with the face of Jesus. They are meeting with the power of the Holy Spirit. So the situation has to change. Hallelujah. So anything that is bringing unhappiness, okay, uh, it can be health problems. It can be disunity in your home. It can be no success in your workplace, lust, uh, jealousy, and all kinds of bloodshed, racism, corruption, perversion. These are doors and you have the keys to stop these things from entering your home, your life, your atmosphere, your workplace. Hallelujah. And this nation, come on somebody. How many say, man, we need to use some keys. <laughs> How many of you say, man, we need to use some keys to get back this nation. Whoa, into what God is thinking. Into what God wants it to be. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you. Thank you for your enthusiasm. Uh, in Philippines, the dollar was dropping so, so bad that when the church got together and a few pastors got together, they declared over the Philippine peso, you will not go down in the name of Jesus. It happened in 2006 at the heaven, uh, heaven and uh, whatever, heaven come, kingdom come, whatever conference. Uh, Cindy Jacobs, uh, prophet Cindy Jacobs was there. Apostle Dexter Lowe was there. They prophesied over the Philippine peso and said, you will not go down. You know what happened? From that day up to now, the peso has not dropped. 
Hallelujah. Praise God. What I'm trying to tell you, if God is doing it in these nations, He got to do this in this nation. If He's doing it in nation, He got to do it in my family. He got to do it in my life. Come on. Doctors came and said, no, no, Kayla can't get pregnant. Man, that photo is there. I think it's a prophetic. No, no, she can't get pregnant. She can't get pregnant. All these reports. We closed the gates of hell upon that hell kind of report. Man, how many of you feel like that those doctors are demon possessed at times, you know? <laughs> I, I, at least in Sri Lanka, sorry. I mean, I, I can't say, oh man, I mean, if there are in doctors and they'll be coming at me and I'm, 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 I'm in Sri Lanka, demon possessed, all kinds of crazy. You're going to die? This is going to happen to you? They did tell you the worst thing. But we have the authority to give access to it or close it. Do you understand practically that you are Ecclesia? You have resurrection power inside of you. We laid hands on that womb every day and we said no to those reports. We received the God's report. Prosperity and the Lord will open up the womb. Guess what? Not one, now we got two. Hallelujah. I am asking her three, but she's like, this is enough for now. <laughs> so I will ask you to pray for me, okay? <laughs> but I, are we getting something out of this, this morning? Are you, are you getting something out of this, this morning? Okay, okay, we are who? Okay, who are we connected to? Who's inside of us? Okay, uh, last point. You got about a few minutes, right there. Okay, second point is, First point is you can close the gates of hell. Second point is you got to understand that your labor is worship. Okay, I'm going to explain this. I'm going to break this down for you. You understand, when I, mean, I get excited, I speak a bit, you know, quick. But I hope you understand what I'm saying right now. Your labor is worship. Some people think that only the song that you sing is worship. Then some people can sing, some people can't. Some people, we don't want them to. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm just joking, okay? That was a joke, that's a bad joke. Uh, but anyway, so uh, it's like, your labor, you got to understand that when, when you have the understanding, you are ecclesia, and everything that you do is like unto the Lord. Whatever you value is worship. Let me give you a definition for worship. Whatever you value is worship. So if you value your job more than the Lord, you are already worshiping the job. If you are valuing your career or your makeup, or my hair, I, I don't have, I mean. Anyway, you, you know, people are obsessed, obsessed with all kinds of things. And that becomes a worship because anything that you value in your life is called worship. You don't like to call it like that, but God calls it like that. That's why Pastor Mike just a little while ago talked about Abraham sacrificing his son because he did not have a son. When a son came, my gosh, it became the center of everything. You prayed for the job and you didn't have a job and then you got a job and man, the job became the center of everything. It happens in Sri Lanka. I know it doesn't happen in America. You know, people, people, people get attracted to so many things. America, God-fearing. God-pleasing. 
I mean God first. But in Sri Lanka, they if you get a job, they're gone. You can't even. We are here, we prayed. I mean, your marriage to turn around, your marriage turns around, you're gone. <laughs> your your uh, your business will turn around. We are praying, and the business turns around, and they turn around and go off from the Lord. These are issues we have in Sri Lanka. Okay, but I am here to tell you what what is valuable to you. It's a good question. But if you understand that everything that you do, even a housewife, the cup of tea. Oh, sorry. We can't say tea here. No, it's it's a coffee. Yes, because uh, yeah, uh, in Asia the anointing is in tea. Uh, and when you come to America for the last uh, uh, eight days, ten days, I have not had any tea. No tea, none at all, zero. You can feel my anointing has got less. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but the anointing increases because I had to buy like five or six cups of coffee every day. Yeah, man, there's something there. <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> okay, but I want you to understand that if a mother, when he she's making the cup of coffee for the husband, is complaining, my God, I had to wake up every morning and make this guy. If you, if you, that complaining is the opposite of worship. So when you say, man, it is tough. But Lord, you have given me a husband. I'm going to do the best I can. And will you make that cup of coffee with all your heart? It's an act of worship to the Lord. Do you get what I'm saying? Because you, you got to understand that this church is more than this. Okay? When you're ironing the clothes and when you're taking care of your kids, sometimes, man, taking care of the kids, like, oh my gosh. Oh Lord, See, parents understand, man, they're screaming and they're running over and you're like, oh gosh, did this, are these kids from hell or what? <laughs> but when you were praying, when you did not have no kids, but there is some mother somewhere in the world crying and dying for kids and they don't have, you need to be thankful. And that is where worship starts. When you value what God has placed in your life and you are thankful to the Lord. It's an act of worship. So really quick, breaking this down, really quick. I'll tell you a testimony and I'll give you an example. First example from the Bible, Acts chapter 19. You can go home and read it. You see, Paul was a tent maker. Okay, he was making tents. While he was making the tent, can you hear me? Yeah. Alright, just for a moment. So Paul was making the tent and it was hot because it was like, you know, it's in the Middle East. It's not like this. I experienced snow for the first time in my life here. <laughs> uh, so Paul was working and when he was working hard and when he was even making the tent, he was like, Lord, I am doing this for you. So he was doing it with all his heart. That when he sweat, when sweat came, perspiring, he removed the jacket or the whatever coat and he placed it and he was working. So some people came and took that jacket, took that and went there like Put it on somebody. Acts chapter 19, go home and read it. They took the garment, they put it on the sick and they said the sick recovered. to say that when you do something you got to do it with all your heart 
that when you even perspire it is an act of worship that it has power to move mountains kill sickness whoa think about it he was making i mean just imagine what does your clock do i am just just a question i am just asking like oh my god that smell they go under the power of the lord i'm just kidding but, uh, but <laughs> i took the coat away soon you know i didn't want to <laughs> but i am i'm here to tell you do you understand the power of understanding as ecclesia whatever you engage you transfer when you engage as the power holy spirit inside of you so when you do a, a business report in your workplace if you're complaining you're not transferring the anointing So even the tough job you are thankful to the Lord and Lord so many people who do not have a job I got a job I can put food on the table Lord I thank you give me the wisdom give me the understanding and you're doing that and when you do it and when you transfer the anointing that reports go to the boss and the guy who was supposed to get the promotion is thrown away and you are suddenly Do you do you get what I'm saying? All right Now just imagine that is Paul but think about Peter when he took a walk he was doing it unto the Lord because when he took a walk when the sun came up when the shadow fell people got healed oh this it can't be tough uh, in Minnesota because you don't see the sun very much here but uh, <laughs> it works <laughs> better in sri lanka maybe <laughs> the shadow does not actually come you know but i'm you know what i'm trying to say when you are engaging everything like it is unto the lord you don't make that an idol but you do it unto the lord so when you play basketball you're dribbling it's unto the lord so you transfer the anointing so people come and ask hey there is something different about you because you are transferring the anointing there was a mother i got 3 minutes there was a mother for 7 years she's got two kids us for 7 years each time they sit for a meal they don't enjoy the meal at night because there is so much of strife and division they will always end up with a fight So one day she heard about ecclesia. She started praying in tongues while she was making that soup. Horaba sataraba kiriana ba randaraba roko dolorobo reba kahadaraba. She was praying and thanking the Lord and blessing the soup so that everything every ingredient will go in anointed. See if you don't pray the anointing doesn't come the annoying comes. <laughs> and that's why some christians many christians have the special annoying <laughs> not the anointing so the mother was praying she brought the soup laid it on the table they were having the soup and that day after 7 years no fights and as she ended the husband and the two kids says we will clean up you take a break Ladies did you hear that ladies hallelujah La- ladies did you hear that you, i mean i mean i hope you heard it you know what i mean <laughs> husbands also need to hear it though <laughs> hallelujah because we work together as ecclesia 
to transfer the anointing. We close the gates, we transfer the anointing. Who are we? Who are we connected to? Who's inside of you? Hallelujah. Can we stand together as we pray? Amen. 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 Father, this morning, we thank you for your presence. We pray that this will not only be a revelation, but it will be a revelation that will change our thinking and that will access that we have not had access for, that we will begin to be activated this morning in Jesus' name. Would you say together with me, Lord, I am Ecclesia. I am a change maker. I have the authority, the power, the anointing to change the atmosphere, the community I live in, my family, my nation, in Jesus' name. Today I use the key given to me to lock the gates of hell operating over my life, over my family, over my marriage, over my finances, over my health, over my community, over this church, and over our nation. In Jesus' name, I use the key of your kingdom to release your glory, your power, your blessing, your healing, your peace, your joy over myself, over my family, over my community, over the church, and over this nation. I am victorious. I will walk in it, Lord. Let my labor be worshipped to you. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Would you give a praise offering to Jesus right there? Thank you for joining us today in the ministry of God's Word. My prayer today is that you will experience a new revelation of who Christ is in you. Feel free to make as many copies of this message as you like. For more information about Church for the Harvest scheduled ministry times and meeting place, please visit us at churchfortheharvest.com or contact the church office at 320-759-1400. At Church for the Harvest, you belong.